Good morning. Thanks for joining in to the second episode of the podcast. I realize today is Monday and not Friday, but I'll ask you to forgive me. I was actually out of the country in the Caribbean, and I'm not sophisticated enough to take this show on the road quite yet. So now we're back in my study, which in hindsight probably would have been better if I had given you the backdrop of the Caribbean, a little bit more interesting, but I'm not quite there yet. Today I'm going to be reading the preface to the second book in the Scarlet Hopewell series, Scarlet and the Dragon's Burden. Last week I read the preface to Scarlet and the Queen of the New World, which is the new book. And of course all of them are available now on Amazon, um, in both paperback and Kindle. You can get them online at the website, too, if you are a fan of the blog, at brandoncharleswest.com. And... uh, So far, all of the reviews for Scarlet and the Queen of the New World have been fantastic. Um, I I cannot thank you enough for those of you who have read it and have given me your your words of encouragement, how much you liked it, and how much you've been asking for the next book already, which you're going to have to wait one book at a time. Um, So today is Scarlet and the Dragon's Burden, the prologue, which I will begin... Now, I hope you enjoy it, and thanks for tuning in. The sand under Holbrook the Great was snow-white and powder-soft, the little waves lapping at his bare feet a clear, sparkling blue. A gentle breeze ruffled his hair, but Holbrook seemed oblivious to these small pleasures. His broad shoulders were slumped, and his emerald eyes fixed unseeingly on the surf brimmed with unshed tears. The deep lines at the corner of Holbrook's eyes spoke of good humor and a lifetime of keen observation. His skin was deeply bronzed by long journeys under a burning sun. His cloak was faded and worn. One who did not know him, although almost everyone did, would see only a humble, good-natured fellow, a man who looked like he might tell a good tale by the fire. The less scrupulous might see him as easy pickings for a scam or a mugging. On second glance, the strong, clean lines of his face and his aristocratic, hawkish nose might give them pause, and rightly so. The great wizard had visited these islands many times in his travels around the earth. Its sun-drenched beaches and swaying palms were seductive, but it was the islanders who drew him. His fellow citizens in proud Leona, the kingdom of the Dorans, would disdain their simple, austere lives. Yet to Holbrook, who'd seen the evils of pride and ambition, the islanders were a shining example of how things should be. In cherishing each and every member of their community, they possessed the great secret of life. A long shadow slid along the sand toward Holbrook. Holbrook. He didn't look up. He sensed the dragon's approach long before. The massive scarlet beast circled overhead twice and then swooped suddenly to alight beside Holbrook, with surprising delicacy, though the white sand swirled under its wings. Halprick, the dragon spoke, almost cautiously. Moralpus, Halprick kept his eyes on the sea. I thought you might come. Moralpus crouched, lowering his mighty head to Halprick's level. How could I not, old friend? He glanced toward the dense palm forest. Are they all... He swallowed. They are. Holbrook's voice was distant. Not one spared. Not even the children. Merulpus snorted, a small jet of flame escaping his throat. 
Who did this? Doran slavers from South Satorium. The islanders fought bravely for their freedom, but were no match for the slavers' magic. Will you hunt them down? Dragons were not usually ones for revenge, but Meralpus knew, had known many Dorans over the centuries. Magic or no magic, most would seek vengeance if they could, and none had more power to do so than Holprick. To what end, Meralpus? If I destroy the slavers, others will replace them. The mortal world will never be at peace, no matter how fierce my vengeance. Then what will you do? Holbrook was silent for a long moment. Finally he stood. Those without the gift, they bury their dead. Will you help me? Ralpus nodded. Of course. They trudged through the dense palms, a weighty silence gathering between them. At the edge of the clearing, where the village had been, they stopped. There was nothing left, only smoking piles of rubble. It makes no sense. The slavers raised the village as a warning to any who might defy them. There's no one left to be warned. Holbrook swung around to Meralpus, his face hardening. This can't happen again. Listen, old friend, this is not your fault. Not even you can be everywhere at once. No, I can't, but I still have to stop it. What will you do? You can't protect everyone. Holbrook's green eyes reflected the carnage, the dead littering the the ground. He clenched his fist. I'll split the earth in two. Scarlet and the Dragon's Burden. Thank you for joining in. Don't forget to get the books, and I will see you Friday after next.